0: This Torah class is brought to you by torahanytime.com. Shalom Aleichem. We're very excited tonight before this year uh, to talk about the Shabbaton. We are two weeks away, Mitzvah March 3rd. Um, what should I tell you? It's going to be a Shabbos of inspiration, 24, 26 hours straight learning. Then we're going to have entertainment. The food is amazing. Um... I know there's a lot of Shabbatones out there, and a lot of different kinds of shabbaton. Our nava shabbaton is very different. Um, It's after rabbi from eleven thirty at night till shachris in the morning. It's just a a very inspiring um, shabbaton for the girls, for the for for married couples. Uh, We have a day camp. We have everything going on. It's amazing. Just call the office, make a deal. Call the office. We want you to come. Seven one eight O H R. N A A V seven one eight O H R N A A V or just go to ornava.com um and and um, sign up. We still have rooms left, and we'd love to see you there. Mr. Shem, I'm going to be there whole Chavez. We have twelve speakers, like from all over the place, and um, we have Nissan from Eretz Yisrael, uh, the guerre, the rapper, and we have um, we have uh, Yodi Z. And a lot, a lot of, a lot of good entertainment, good food, good actors. Um, you'll walk away from there with a chizik. And I have to tell you, all the married couples that are listening, the single girls, um, if they see you there, they they know that you care, and it's a big chizik for them. So it's for married couples, it's for girls, for boys under thirteen, not over thirteen. And uh, we have an unbelievable day camp. We spent a lot of money to make this work. So. Don't wait till there's, you know. While I say, "How come there's no more room?" Now's the time. There's there's a couple of days left to really get in your reservations. Seven one eight O H R N A A V or rnava and Racha. Um, listen. The title was given for the title was given for always. Right? It wasn't given for a generation and not for our generation and it's the old stuff because we are going to start doing that, and you might as well become a reformed Jew. Light, you know, fire used to be you have to rub sticks together. Today light, you flip a light. It's not, right? We can't, we can't change the Torah. So, so when it comes to bringing up children, when it comes to Chenach, a very famous, I can't, Say this Medrash khuma and then have a disclaimer and say, "Well, that was for uh, Moshe Rabbeinu's time and Medrash Tanchuma's time. It's, it's not for our time." You can't say that. You don't want to say that. Torah forever. So a lot of people feel that you know, um, after my Tishbev speech and other speeches, that I'm too rough and I'm uh, you know to push kids and to and to discipline kids and. Um, this generation, you gotta give them whatever they want, whenever they want. Um, so I think that people have to stop having personal opinions on on and stuff like that. You have to look at the Torah. You can't say it's only for their time. So then chavez is only for their time, and citizens is only for their time, and everything's only for their time. So listen very carefully to a very famous very famous Rajashakuma. Are we waiting for uh Okay. What? I'm um, kids' clo- yeah, but Rabbi Mizrahi, you know, a lot of people are not happy with him. I- I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, it's not about condescending, it's not about gehenum, it's not about always seeing the negative. This is, ju- this is, uh, the first mention of Eilish Mos, and it talks about discipline. It's not, not to scare you. It, it's very positive. You know, there's um, something that I find very interesting. It's called positive discipline. What does that mean? It sounds like an oxymoron, right? If you're disciplining me, you're not being positive. you tell me what I'm doing wrong, you have to show and you. Please. What does that mean? So, so positive discipline is very interesting. It means that I compliment you, and because I compliment you. I, I, I have expectations of who you are. So then I'm sort of disciplining you if you're not that person. So by saying to a kid, you're amazing, of course you have to, it has to be the truth. You're, you're an amazing ball player. You have natural talent. You're amazing. And the kid strikes out and he's batting fourth. He's going to feel very really miserable. If you tell him you're no good you're batting ninth, okay, big deal. But when you tell someone they're amazing, so when you, when you, when you, you 're saying love, but when it 's positive discipline when you when you have a when you I did it this week, I met a girl she 's not in school she, she hasn't been in school for a little while the, the energy this girl has she happens to have a d h d to the moon, so she can 't sit in class um, but the personality and the energy that she has and the talent that she has i've not come across many times, so I said to her that even though you can't sit in class because you have ADD and you don't, know, whatever, and the medicine, this and that, whatever it is, um, and you're very impulsive and all that, I said it's in the way, but if you get that all out of the way, you're gonna, you're gonna be my biggest helper. I said, so I'm being selfish, I'm gonna work with you and try to help you because I am one man in, you know, fighting a war here that's, that's, that's way above me and, and I'm tired and I'm, I can't do it. I don't have the money. I don't have the personnel. I mean, like right here, Oh Yitzchak Baruch Hashem, it's 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 a bunch of brothers. My uncle Baruch is alive, and and he has Baruch Hashem a lot of sons, and Shmuel and Pinchas and and Benyamin and all of them are here. Um, I Baruch Hashem have a brother. He's a big tzaddik, and he's sitting and learning, but he's not in what I'm involved. So I'm by myself, and I I can't do what I'm doing. And we'll wait, people don't talk to me anymore because I don't call them back. I I can't even get to my phone. Uh, today from today, I, I couldn't go to work today. I, I was, there's, there's two girls in psych wards. There, there, the whole day long. There are kids from every different kind of school. They're all being machal shabbos. They all look from but they're machal shabbos. Six of them have porn addictions. It's like <laughs> I, I'm a, I don't have a I don't have a clinic. So so you know you get overwhelmed. I, I am overwhelmed, and people are upset, and I can't I can't touch what's going on today. I'm, I'm nothing. And and I I, I I I should have an organization with a hundred people working for me, and it wouldn't be enough. So so at the end of the day, if I find a, if I meet a girl and I think that if I train her, she has the energy and the creativity, and she has that kind of energy that everybody loves her. So I said I'm going to spend time with you and help you because I'm selfish, not because I care about you. So I don't care about you. I care about you helping me. Of course, I said that. I just made it up, but just right. So she she walked out of the room empowered, totally empowered. Like I just met Rabbi Wolfstein. He said that I could be another Rabbi Wolfstein, and, and and I could I could help him. At the same time, oh, did I lay a bunch of stuff on her shoulders? Because if I don't, I'm a failure. For no good, then no one expectation, So I gave it crazy expectations. So I I complimented her at the same time I disciplined her. The following. If you're good at, if I tell you you're good at something, and you don't do it, then you feel like a loser. If I tell you you're not good in the first place, so at the same time, you tell someone you're a superstar, you're, you're disciplining them if they're not a superstar, and, I, and, and that's really what it means to to um, to hug and to hit. Uh, you know, to, if you love, if a thinks that you love him, then you have a right to discipline him. On top of that, if you love him. Then there's this ex- a certain expectation that he shouldn't let down the person that loves him. So by loving him, that in itself is a slap. If I love you and you're not, and you're behind my back doing bad things, you, you feel bad if you're normal. You know, not everyone feels bad, but. So that's sort of what I'm about to learn with you, is let's not take the word hit literally. Um the tyrant never wants a person to cause pain to someone else, especially your own children. So so we don't want you to hit them and to cause them pain. What's the use in causing them pain? Even though, even though, um, there are many places quoted that say that when it comes to certain things you have to hit your kid. There's no question if your little kid runs into the street, right, you gotta slam them. Why? because you're going to sit and talk to them there's cars and they may hit you and you may die and a bunch of other things might happen the little kid doesn't mean anything you're talking to him but if you slap him then you know street ow if the little kid street ow so you have to give him an ow but that's only in something where you know there's a danger of of uh it also depends on what age at an age where a child can hit back or parent you're not allowed to slap because he's high misa and listen to, to Eve Elite Mitchell, if you're gonna hit him, he's gonna hit you back, and he's gonna cause you to be black and blue, it's Kai Misa, your own kid, Katar So you can't, you can't hit a child once they're gonna hit you back. And what age that is? I don't know, about nine probably? Surely after Bar Mitzvah the Rabbom says, let's give it up, maybe not let it hit him. Anyway, so, I've spoken about all these different, you know, books that are written and, and, and organizations and groups and movements and give your kid whatever he wants whenever he wants whatever he wants, however he wants and it's different today we have to be different with our kids not like our Robert Walsh's generation even though we got slammed around and nobody went to therapy, and nobody took medicine and the people like, yeah, you guys weren't really happy, we were very happy we took it Okay, I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying those people who, who hit us were correct, but this Medjitan Khuma is the first Medjitan Khuma of Elish Mois. Why do they jump into this? Why is it the first Medjitan Khuma? Because it's the first time we went into Golos. We're in Mitzrayim. And we'll see soon that Yaakov made sure that every kid was married when they came to Mitzrayim. Even if you were two years old. He got you engaged. Cause he understood that the tum in Mitzrayim is so great that if you're not married, you might end up with a mystery. We'll see that. That's called the success. Each man that came, each male that came, came Ubeiso. What's Beiso is your wife. So even if they were two years old, he got them married had him a uh, kedushin, uh, so he sort of like, set him aside to be married to that girl. They were all hooked up, they were all set up before he came into so He wasn't going to take a chance in uh, in in in, in, in w- with, with with assimilation. But anyway, this is what it says. Again, this is not the uh, opinion of the news station. Um, this is the opinion of the Torah. So I'm going to read it to you from inside. I know people going to call me you can't take it literally I don't know any other way that it's very clear so it says the following Be'ele Shmois Zeshama Kostov in Mishlei Shlomo HaMelech who is the smartest man in the world so don't of course it's a tyrant it's smart anyway don't come back and tell well whoever wrote that was uh, I don't know Meshuganam hit people Shlomo HaMelech so we consider him the wisest man in the world he wrote Mishlei. Right, So he said A person who withholds his staff His stick Hates his kid If you don't hit him Again, we're not That part we're not going to take turns You don't have to stand there with a stick and beat your kid Right? It means a person who doesn't discipline Hates his kid But a person who loves his child He will uh, Admonish him Early on, when he's young, the minig of the world, the custom of the world, Adam If a person would tell another person, someone would come to me and say, "Plani hikas bincha." You know that in Shul today, uh, some guy went over to your kid and he hit him. Yerid even lachayev. The father would pursue that guy and 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 kill him. Touch my kid crazy no one's allowed to touch my kid right so so how could you say that a person who withholds from hitting his kid hates his son we see right that if someone hits his kid I'm going to kill that other person why because that other person hates my son so I'm very protective of my son shouldn't get hit so you're telling me that if I don't hit my kid I hit my son it's just the opposite if I do hit my kid, I hate my son. So the Medjish is asking a question here. If it's such a bad thing, that if my friend hits my son, I'm going to go after him and rip his head off. So how could the Mishle, Shalom HaMalach say, if you don't hit your kid, you hate him. You understand the question? Let's he's The to teach you, that a father who spears his child from punishment in the end you don't discipline him you don't give him the midah which is the most important midah in life the most important thing that a person carries in life and that is consequence you don't teach him consequence so you can do whatever you want and I'm going to help you do whatever you want or just you can do whatever you want I'm not going to say anything right he says you hate him And in the end, you think that your child will love you more because you didn't discipline him. In the end, he will hate you for not disciplining him. And I can tell you that that's a fact. The the schools that I that the school that I have, the reason that girls come to the school is because it has structure. Even though they're coming from the street that has no structure, they love structure. They'll kick and fight and, and, and be upset. They love structure because the end of the day, if you don't give me structure and you don't give me chinoch, you don't, you don't, you don't bring me up and you don't give me the special essential need to know that there's consequence, in the end I'm going to hate you for not bringing me up the right way. So now I didn't understand consequence and now I'm doing drugs and doing all kinds of other stuff because I never learned consequence from my father, or my mother. This is the opposite of all the chinoch today. And, 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 you know, uh, I'm one of the rabbis that gets up, all the rabbis get up and like, you have to love them, you have to love them, you have to love them. You do have to love them, but you also have to have structure. This is my house. These are the rules of my house. Cause, guess what? There are restaurants that you have to wear shoes. And there are places you have to get dressed a certain way. And you can't just do whatever you want in this world. So you can be a policeman and say, I am much better out of uniform. I can run much faster. It doesn't matter if you're a policeman. Certain levels, not a private, you know, uh, what's it called, not a detective. You have to look a certain way. You have to dress a certain way. There's certain consequences in life. So if I, if my kid can do whatever he wants, he never learned that word. You don't have that word, you're not going to turn out to be a good person. Because a good person understands that, yes... How I treat someone else has a consequence. How I treat myself physically, how I eat the food that I eat, has a physical consequence on my body. And, and, and spiritually is, a, is the same thing. How I treat myself is a consequence. And if you don't think about a consequence, you're gonna be, you know, all kinds of problems in life. So, he says over here, Shlomo that don't spare the rod. When you have to, when you have to discipline, you have to discipline. You have to make a stand at some point. You have to make a stand. So, the mention of khuma goes out on a limb. Again, I could never say this on my own, but this is the first mention of khuma in Shmos. And he says, She came to be Ishmal." He says, this was the problem with Yishmal. He, he, um, because of his attachment, remember we learned the story with Yishmal and Avram went to visit him, because of his attachment with Yishmal, Avram did not discipline him was his first child and his relationship was he never disciplined him we got the wrong, so he went off the derach it's very clear again I didn't really, uh, is very holy that he's saying here that it's Abram's fault that Yishma went off the derach very clearly he loved him very much he overloved them. he overloved them, and therefore he didn't discipline him we got the tabas wrong. And he went out to do some really bad stuff. Avram, And in the end, Avraham detested him because of what he did. But he threw him out of the house without anything. Ma'as What was Yishmol doing wrong? ben When he was 15 years old, his Ashuk, he used to um, bring an idol home. From the shuk. And he played with it, and he served it. And he, as he saw other people do, so he learned from the street. And he brought it home. Can't bring it home. He brought it home. Like he saw Miyad, so she didn't have the relationship with him, Sarah. Wasn't her son. So she didn't love him unconditionally so she saw what he was doing Sometimes when you love someone unconditionally you, you just don't see anything you don't see what they're doing so it says that terrorist Mit she saw the son of Hagar the mitzvah, to Sha that with Abram's child Mits was Mits playing around and it's like and there's notes like Ama Khan in the entirereizar that he was serving Avodah Zarah. Shemah Avi Yeshuva Amlechah. V'shatam Yikum Litzachek. But the Egel uses that word. When Moshe came down, they were they were playing around. Litzachek with Avodah Zarah. Miad immediately. Tell Avram go Hashem Avma. So she told Avram, get this woman out of here with our her kid. Shemayima Beniacholsof. Maybe my child um is going to be influenced from him. So th- this is something that I, I talk about. I get a lot of calls all the time. But what do I do with my kid? He comes home, and he's Machal Shabbos, and all this stuff in my house. And there's some people who say that you'll have to let him, and, you know, and, and the Taurus here it says very, very clearly over here, you don't have a right to, you don't have a right to sacrifice one child for another. So, what Yishmol did out of the house, Sarimenu doesn't say that Sarimenu said, this is very important. Whoever's listening to this share, this is very important. It doesn't say in the Medjushan Chumma, that Sarah told Avram throw him out because he's in the street doing bad stuff. So we don't learn from the Medrash Tanchuma that if your kid is off the derech, you should throw him out of the house. Be very clear in this Medrash you we have to be very careful. She did not come to Avram Avinu and say, "Well, you know, he's uh, doing drugs and he's with girls and he's drinking, so we got to throw him out of the house." She didn't. No, she said very clearly that he's bringing it home, and therefore. It's not, I don't want my son to learn what he's doing. So the only time you have a right to send the kid out of the house, my opinion, and not, no, sorry, my medishna opinion, is if that kid brings it home. The kid brings it home, then he can't be home anymore. We see from the story. But if he's off the derech outside the house, I tell people, if your daughter has a pair of pants in her bag and she leaves the house and she changes to be with her friends in the street. You can't throw her out of the house for that. Cause she's showing, she's showing you that I respect my home and I respect my family. I'm not changing in the house. I am changing in, what's it called? I am changing in the, what, in, 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 in the street. In my school, so it used to be that before they left, they took off their, their, um, school uniforms which is a long skirt past their knees and they put on their pants and everything else in the hall and we decided that we don't want that anymore see as long as you're in school you have to be dressed that way so it's very clear the men Chuma Sari did not come to Avraham Avinu until Yishma affected Yitzchak in other words there was no Yitzchak and they had this son Yishma who, who was robbing people and doing all kinds of bad stuff but when he came home he was a good boy in the house they wouldn't have thrown him out so when a person is a mahti, people say when do you have a right to throw a kid out of yeshiva only if they're a Mahdi. if they are destroying other kids in the class you don't have a right to have I'm sending my kid who's a good boy to yeshiva and you know there's a kid in the class that is doing bad stuff that's going to affect him you don't have a right to sacrifice my son for that kid but if he, if he doesn't come to yeshiva and he's not affecting any of the other kids you got to work with him Right? Even the kid who's affecting other kids, you can't just throw him out. You have to find him a different yeshiva or whatever, you gotta help him. But, but if he's outside doing bad stuff, you don't throw him out of yeshiva for that. Only if he's a mahdi. We see this very clearly. But, she did not love him, Sarah, as much as Abram loved him. So we see, that the Torah is telling us here, you he have to throw him out of the house. Now Abram Avino still didn't want to throw him out of the house. Because he yelled, like a lot of people today. It doesn't matter. So he's affecting the other kid. I'll, 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 I'll make sure Yitzhak is okay. Right? You know, let him come into the house and let him bow down to the Vojtazara. Some people say you have to buy him the Vojtazara. Forget about that. <laughs> Where are you gonna go there. Right? Don't buy him the Vojtazara. But let him have the Vojtazara in the house. Right? What have we just said? Eh, well, calm down, Sarah. You know, we'll work it out. Hashem said to Avram He said to Avram Do not be upset about Hagar and Yishmael." But He said Instructions from God Whatever Sarah tells you Listen to her From here we learn that Sarah was a bigger Neviya than Avram Shhh So what happens? He gets up early in the morning, he takes bread, and a jug of water. At this point, he didn't have that relationship with Yishmael anymore. Yishmael went off to Derech, So he was very rich. He could have sent them with 10 cows and bottles of milk and millions of dollars, right? He sent them out. He sent them out. He said, hug her out with her son, empty, a piece of bread and some water, and he sent her on her way. Could it be that Avram that the Torah says he was heavy in cattle and silver and gold? He sent this kid away. Without clothing, without food, without silver, without animals, right? It just says they sent them away with bread and water. And the Lamdecha, to teach you, right? Look what happened over here. A breakdown of relationship. Kimuch Yetzel since he went off to Darach, different Nifna Elov. He didn't have any use for him. You came out of here, I don't know from all this, right? So then it's just said in the passage that it bothered Avram very much about his child. So it seems to have bothered him that he didn't have, give him anything. So then why did he give him anything? Shiyotul Ra. What bothered him is that his kid went off to derach. Even Avram Avinu. You don't understand what it does to a parent when a kid goes off to derach. would tells us even Avram Avinu right, he had Yitzchak he had a tzaddik he had the future of Claystra. It was so painful in his eyes. Allah Kam Vakama, us we are not on that level, right? i Hashem, he was so close to Hashem, you know, whatever, it's an Nope. It's very, very, very painful. You shouldn't know from it. it breaks parents' hearts, they could have ten good kids and one kid off the dirt their whole life. Is on that kid. Kids don't realize how much their parents really love them. At the mitzvah, you find Shigodah Yismael. Now Yismael got older. Yosha approached the He sat at the intersections of the of the roads where you and he robbed everybody. He's a pera and he's going to have his hand in everybody's pockets. You hear? So the Magid says. That Ishmael was not brought up correctly. He was not disciplined. Because of that, because in the beginning he was not disciplined, Avram lost him. And he went through all this pain, and he had to send him away from the home, from the house. So in the end, Avram, you thought that Ishmael would be closer to you because he came home with his little getchka, his little avajjazara, uh, his little iPhone 7, right? and I'm not going to say anything about his iPhone 7 well you can have it, it's okay, it's don't worry about it then he started showing it to his brother ha ha ha, he started showing his iPhone to his brother they threw him out, but if you have told him in the first place, it's not for us don't bring it home, it's not for the house, it's not for us they were disciplined in the beginning Then he wouldn't have to ever throw him out so you think in the beginning that you're doing your kid a favor and that he's going to love him because I don't tell him what's right and wrong in the end, look what you have to do to throw him out of the house, and we see from that. Remember I told you two weeks ago. He went to visit him afterwards, and he had a wife, and he had another wife. Very painful. So had he not spared, had he not spared the rod in the beginning, because the you shemol, they ended the tshuva. They guy guy Did tshuva? Had he not spared the rod, he wouldn't have had all this, all these, all these situations. Okay, that's from Now we go weiter. But yeah, I have Yitzchak as Esav, and Yitzchak loved Esav. Zuck the Medrash again. It's not Wallstein. Don't call me. Don't send me emails. Send the Medrash Tanhuma an email, okay? But yeah, I have Yitzchak as Esav. Leficha yotzel l'tavus We shalai ridohu. Esav went off the derech. Esav went off the derech because Yitzchak loved him so much. we rido, he didn't criticize him. Kamay We learned, Chameish averos of our Eshav The day that Abraham Avinu died, Eshav did five cardinal sins. Mal na Marusa, he raped a engaged girl. Woharakat he murdered someone. Kafah he said that there's no resuscitation of the dead. There's no tirsemaysim. Kafah he said there's no God. He's an atheist. Veshut esap and he embarrassed the mechaira. We We learn this from a pasuk. and why the Meshech says, "How do you hit this low?" His Father never let me do. Never disciplined him. In the end, the father who was Yitzchak, who thought that Esau would love him because he didn't discipline him, Esau was waiting any second his father should die already. The father. That loved him so much, how could how could you want your father to die early? He let you do everything you want. He couldn't wait for his father to die. <laughs> he wanted to kill his brother. Shanam, like it says the Pascal Yikvu, you may Ava love you. I can't wait till my father dies. I'll kill my brother. Look what happened, Yitzchak. Look at you look what you created. Because you didn't discipline him, says the Medrash Khumah, it ended up. He wants you to die, and he wants his own brother to die. So it didn't work. Loving him more didn't work. Regardless of Yaakov, he caused Yaakov to run away. And, it, and Esav went to the other guy that wasn't disciplined, to learn the bad stuff that Yishmael knew how to do. They teamed up. He was a robber. He was a murderer and a rapist. So the two boys, who both were not disciplined, ended up teaming up together. Our two biggest enemies. Yisrael and Yisrael. To marry women, right? Like it says, he went to Yisrael. Now we got two guys. That's in Taira. Now I'll tell you a case in Tanakh, in Navi, in 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 um yeah Nabi. David also loved his, one of his children, Absalom. He never he never disciplined Absalom. Absalom was beautiful, he had beautiful long hair. He was very handsome. David loved him very much, Absalom. And he he loved. He didn't discipline him. Bali tavas he ended up going off to Derech. Ubi keish wanted to kill David. You think that you're being good to your son? In the end, all these guys, right, ended up antagonizing their parents. im nashav. He slept with ten of his wives. Ten of David's wives. Holy moly. You think you should have whacked them around a little? No. The Aesir Yosef says, Shalayasar does not mean it hits. It refers to verbal chastisement. Okay? Criticism. Discipline. Because of the war between them, Thousands of Jews died, regardless of Harvey, and he caused terrible things. himself there's no end to them. David wrote this Mizma when he was running away from Abshalom, his son, Maqsiv Akharov, running after him. Hashem. My rabid, sorry, Rabbi, come alive. How many are my torment tormentors that when He's talking about Abshalom. Hear what he says here? And that's why we have to help people. We have to help people whose kids, girl, sons and daughters, are off the derech. Listen to the Medrash Tanchuma. This was written... He says that a child that goes off the derech is worse than the war of the battle of Goyim Magog. He wrote... When he talked about going to Moga, David HaMelech liked him, but he didn't write, I how many are my tzaris. So David Melech wrote that my tzaris are, just, there's no number for them because he had a son that was off the derek. He never wrote such pain about anything else. Shouldn't know from it, but it's very painful. Wow. And he had another son, Adonai I taught this in Yeshiva all the time. He didn't, he didn't he didn't discipline him. He didn't discipline him. The he also went off. He also went off to death. Actually the navi says that his father his whole life never said why have you done so? He never said, Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? No, Dominic never said that to him she he was born after my And we talked, we do Because he didn't discipline Avshalom, he went off the door. So he's saying over here that because the older brother went off, and his older brother wasn't disciplined, and he saw that, so he also went off. Now, those are the ones they didn't discipline what about the ones they did discipline for I have I what does it mean to love someone what does it mean to love someone whether you're a Rebbe or a Talmud or a parent or a child Shichar to really love someone you're not scared to, to discipline them Zavraham she says Yitzchak Avraham disciplined Yitzchak the and he taught him the And he showed him the right Derech. Avram, They told us, Yitzchak, Avram, Avram, was busy with Yitzchak, but he disciplined him. He didn't want to get away with nothing. The Yitzchak ended up being like his father. His beauty, his smartness, his strength, his money. There's no question about him. my father. Oliver My father was a disciplinarian, and I'm a disciplinarian. And the same, I'm not even on his level, but whatever it is. And and Baruch Hashem, he was. He didn't let me get away with nothing. I I sat next to him my whole life by davening. I never spoke by davening because my head would roll. So my whole life, I sat next to my davening. My friends were outside by laning, playing with Pepsi caps. I'm talking five, six, seven, eight years old. They're playing PepsiCats and all things, he said, you sit next to me, you don't get up. <laughs> there was no such thing. i never talked by Dominic. It's not even, a, it's, not, it's not even yet hard to talk by Dominic. Cause I was disciplined as a child. You don't talk by Dominic. There's no such thing as talking by Dominic. There's, no there's no such thing as missing minion. Talking to the of the huh? Talking to the of the right, I'm, but I'm saying, but he disciplined it. Was not like you can do whatever you want? Oh no. Oh no. I got a call tonight from a soldier He said, Rob Walstein I'm a soldier, I was listening to you You said your father was in the 112th Airborne He said, it's the 101st Airborne There's no 112th Airborne It's the 101st Airborne And they're very famous, and I'm in it He called me, this guy called me, I was in it So, yeah, why does the army work? They let guys do whatever they want They're disciplined The more disciplined the army The more successful the army the more disciplined the, the football team, the more disciplined the sport, right? The team. They're a disciplined team. They win. It's not like, do whatever you want. It doesn't work. So 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 Yitzhak was disciplined by Avram. So he grew up exactly like Avram. Yeah, it's 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 a very strong Medristan Kuma. But listen, this is it. I'm not learning Chinuch from a book some guy wrote in, in in 2015, when I have a book, not a book, I have I have, I have you I have, I Tan Medestam in front of me. He's very clear, you have disciplined kids. Again, you have to love them, there's nothing to talk about. But part of that love is, you're my superstar. You are my superstar, and to make you a superstar, you have to go, you know, I was just talking to my friends, so, I I was a basketball, I played a lot of basketball, the guys who know me, I had, I had a very good shot, I was a, I was a good player. I was on many teams. I was a really good player. And our team, our, t- our team, our camp team was the best camp team in the mountains. We went we beat every single team. Camps used to come watch us play. And then we went, we're a Jewish team. We went, we had some really superstars. I was, at that point I was not one of the superstars at all. There was The guys that were really good ball players, And we beat everybody. In those days there was no, Phones or games or hand games. So, you know, when you had an inter-camp game, there were like, every camp was there. You had like a thousand people watching the game. It was like the NBA in camp. So we really thought we were good. We were really good. Okay. So our team decided, on our own, we're gonna go to Camp Raleigh. Camp Raleigh is a modern camp. Sheba University players. We're good enough. We're gonna play the Camp Raleigh team. We beat Aguda. we beat Tovadas. we beat Monk. We beat everybody. We were the best. We didn't go play these guys. They didn't beat us. They blew us out. I mean, these guys were stuffed in the basket. There was so much movement on the court. We looked like a bunch of idiots. They're like, why did you come to play us even like you guys? What was the difference? I was talking to my friend about it. What was the difference between us and them? They were coached. We were never coached. They were, there were a college team. Yeshiva University's college team. We were a bunch of guys who played in mere yeshiva, who played in the park, right? We were good. We weren't coached. I didn't know where you were going to be the next second. We weren't a team. We weren't coached. We weren't disciplined. You know, you don't chuck, you don't take a shot every time you get the ball. They were disciplined. They were a machine. We got on the court. We know what was going on. Left, right, this way, that way, up, down. The guy's waiting. Boom. We're, like, ah! we're standing there like, what happened just now? They were disciplined team, they were coached. We were a bunch of guys, just do whatever you want, just get on the court and like, this guy's a good shooter, this guy's a good rebounder. We weren't even, I think we lost by like 41 points or something. We weren't, we weren't even in the game. We came back, and we were like, well, we're not a team. We were individual good ball players, when we weren't a team. They blew us out. Why? Because when you get coached, you get disciplined. It's a disciplined team. If you ever watch college football, college, basketball, it's discipline, this to that, to the left, to the right, they set a pick, go around right, But that's life you just get on the court and say, okay, whoever has a shot take it, you're done you need to have discipline, we went that the hard way after that we weren't such big shots anymore we got so blown out, it was like it was embarrassing, they were like laughing we were, laughing. We were running up and down the court with our tits us out like, you know, flying and we thought we were like we got blown away because they were they were a dis- they were a disciplined team, so yeah, you want you want Yitzchak, you, you, like you want to be like Avraham Avinu. Avraham has the discipline. You can't just go like small, go out there and do whatever you want. Come home with your little getcha, you know, your little iPhone, watch a couple of movies. Oh, it's okay, it's no problem. You, know, I'll tell your kid not to have an iPhone. Oh, filter? No, I'm not going to tell him to have a filter because you're going to be angry at me. Okay, so you have small, and then in the end, you're miserable and you have no life. If you would have told him what, what was right or wrong. Maybe he wouldn't have gotten into so much trouble. There's so much to learn. Anyway, so let's go weiter. So that was yitzvah. Now we're going reversed. We talked about all the kids that went off the derech. Now we're talking about all the kids that were on the derech. Okay, Teida The is now giving you a raya. If you want to know if the chinuch that's being Sold out there. All the different people, have all the different ideas and books and, and movements and all kinds of stuff. You want to know if it's right or wrong. Look at the product. Look at the product. You want to know if something's right or wrong Look at the product. So we're saying here that Yitzhak, he let him have it. Man, he was he was, Avram was very tough with him. So Meshat HaKedasa, he was 37 years old. Avram was an old man. And he bound him up, right, like a sheep. Nimna, didn't, didn't fight him. He didn't, he didn't, uh, protest him or resist him. Yitin Avram, as I call. So Avram saw what kind of son he had. He gave Yitzhak everything. And the other wives that he had, he gave him nothing. He kept away from Yitzchak because he loved him. And if you love him, then you, admo- you admonish him, you criticize him from when they're young. Who else? Who else? Zei Yaakov. She Yitzhak a Yitzchak of Torah of Yisroibesat Talmud. That that Yaakov it doesn't say he loved him. Doesn't say a Yev Yitzchak, right? It says the Yev Rivka. But but he taught him Torah because that's the real love. He taught him Torah and he criticized him and he sent him to yeshiva. We so learned. Kikseva Yaakov ishtam yeshiva. All of you sitting in yeshiva, v'lova ma and he followed his father so he left his father's house. He went, to, he went to Therefore, he was the father of the twelve tribes. Jacob was one of Jacob. Also, criticized his kids and brought them. And taught him his way that none of them should go off the derech. He said, none of my children went off the derech. And this, this is how he gets to why it's the first passage. So it says, These are the names of Bnei Yisrael, Ruben, Shimon, Hishwin, Kulim, HaKaslu, Yaakov, They're all equal. Because he, he criticized them. This is about Sheva, who was Shlomo Melo's mother. Right? What happened? What happened that his mother criticized him she actually whacked him what is, what she, what is the story that his mother criticized Shlomo Melch, right by the way the, the Mepharshim say it wasn't his mother it was his great grandmother Rus was the Imam Achus. so she was very old Shlomo melch was the king pretty much of the world like what are you, what are you giving him Musa right we learned she tied him to a pole. and she hit him with a strap. and she criticized him. What happened was he slept late the morning of the opening of the base of And all the people were by the base of and he was supposed to open it, and he didn't. He was sleeping late. Whatever, we're not going to get into why. Whatever, but he was sleeping late. Right, so what did she say? She said to him because he woke up late. Ma'bri, woe to my son. Uma bar Bitni, woe to the son of my womb. Uma bar nedorai, woe to the son of my vows. Right, what did he do? Everyone knows she told him, so, what, so she hit him. But what's the criticism? She said to Shlomo Melech, everyone knows that your father David Amalek had Yerusha'ayim. Actually, in the what happened was he was with that night. He was with uh, the Queen of Sheba. He was with Basparo, and she knew that. And she went into his bedroom and tied him to a pole and whacked him, and said, "What are you doing?" You you know who your father is? You're still waiting for you outside? Do you know who your father is? You're going off to the Derech? They're going to say that you are my son? And I caused this to happen? Now, going to the Mepharshim, that it was Rus, they're going to say, oh, sure, she was a ger. They didn't accept that What happened? happen? Understand? They're going to go out and say, oh, it came out, the Moab part came out. That's what they're gonna say. Or, she said, Batshe. she said, like, cause W.M.L.F. with her was the whole story, right? Oh, it's her fault. Umar Babitni, and, 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 and because of me, you developed these traits. Um, what does it mean, woe the son of my womb? He says that once any of the, of, of W.M.L.F.'s wives became pregnant, they were no more um, they were no longer with David HaMelech as far as getting pregnant anymore he said, but I exerted myself to be with him that I have a son that would be energetic and what did he say? right so the halacha halacha is why is a man allowed to be with a woman when she's pregnant? why isn't that Zerl of Atala? she can't get pregnant again, right? So he knows she can't get her pregnant, so why isn't that Zera Lubatala? So the, the, the Shavuot brings down that the last three months, the Zera makes the baby malabain, that the baby has fair skin and, and very good looking. So it's not Lubatala. Instead you can't get her pregnant, you can't get pregnant twice in the nine months. So she's pregnant already, why you let her be with your wife? It's not anymore for a mitzvah, right? So it says that the last three months, right, the fact that I engage your father in marital relationship caused you to be so handsome and strong because such relationships during the last three months of pregnancy are beneficial to the infant and cause him to be fair and strong. So she said, I went even after I was pregnant to be with your father. Look, look what you did to me. Look what would you did to me. You should have nice white skin and strong. And strong. All, or what about my, my? I said my swearing, that all your father's wives they would swear and they would say, "Hey, Ben Hagen Lamalchus, I should have a son that's good for king, for being a king." I didn't not to Hashem to have a son that's going to be king. I doubt to Hashem that I should have a smart son that's full of Torah and should be able to have the And she hit him again, and 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 mused him again. Right, chastised him, and said, um, "It's not right. Well, why couldn't he get up the next morning? Because he got drunk." So she says, "Not right that a king should be drinking wine." What are you? One of these kings that drinks and gets drunk? That's not. That's not. Uh, you're, you're a wine-guzzling, drunken king who say, Kale, Why, God? There's people get drunk. They say these weird things. Okay, so she really let him have it. You hear what's going on here? She really straightened him out. And you're talking about... You're talking about Shlomo Amal. So he says the following. He closes and he says the following. Anybody who... Criticizes his child, who, right, disciplines, not criticize, the word is discipline. Who disciplines, I'm using the word criticize, I mean discipline. Anyone who disciplines his child. In the end, his son will love him more, and will honor him more. As it says, As it says in the passage, discipline your son, he will give you tranquility, and he will give you delight to your soul this is the meaning of be who loves him will admonish him early on hear what's going on here? so I didn't write this it's very clear from the positive um, from the positive people who came out Yitzchak, Yaakov right? who came out from because they were they were admonished and they were disciplined and what happened to the other people alright so it's very very clear that yes you need to, you need to have guidelines, and yes, you need to protect your other children, and if a child is, is being a mahti like your was, then Hashem said that, that Sarah's Rachel Kodesh is correct. You have to send him out of the house. As hard as it is. You can't sacrifice one kid for another. It doesn't mean you send him out of the house and, and, and not care about him. You have to care about him. You have to love him. But you can't let him destroy the other child. And if you think that your kid's gonna love you more because you let him do whatever he wants, In the end, he'll hate you. He'll hate everybody. He'll hate the whole family. He'll disconnect himself from the family. And who knows, Hashem? Who he'll marry and and never have anything to do? Who knows where it's going to go? Just the opposite. I knew my father loved me. Nothing to talk about. He gave me time, and he cared about me because it's very easy to say, "Go watch Elmo," (laughs) or "Go, you know, watch your movie and leave me alone." That doesn't mean you care. No, the word "no" means you're free. Means you're not eved. Because the only word an evet can't say is no. People think in America that yes, 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 yes means freedom. Yes means you are a slave. A slave has to always say yes sir, yes master, yes sir, yes master, yes, 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 yes. A person who says no is a person who's free, and an evet cannot say no. We're going into this whole thing of shmos, we're going into avdus, you have to be able to say no. If you can tell, you can say no to the sultan, I'm, I'm not doing this, avera. you say no to drugs, if you say no to drugs, you're free. People say, no, I can smoke whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. I can sniff what I can do. I'm free. No, you're not free. You're a slave. So you can't say no. You are a slave. You're an addict. You're an addict. You can't say no to your phone. You can't put away your phone for a week. You're an addict. You can't put your phone for three hours away because you feel like, who knows what, you're an addict. You'll be able to say no. No means I'm free. My, I say no to my phone. I don't like my phone. People don't talk to me anymore because they don't, they, you didn't call me back. You didn't call me. I leave it in my pocket. I'm not interested. I own you. Phone, you belong to me. When I want to talk to you, I will talk to you. When I don't want to talk to you, I will not talk to you. I own you. Not the phone owns me that every time it rings and every time it's there and I have to look at it 50 times a day according to Time Magazine even when it's not ringing. Because it owns me. i got to keep looking at it. Yes, Master. You need anything, Master? Yes, phone. You need anything, phone? You need a charge? I'll give you a charge. What else do you need? Yes, you want to say something? Or are you just smiling? Just smiling. Okay. All right. Now, Let's learn some other interesting things. We don't have much time left. Okay. So first of all, what I told you before, that everybody got married, right? So he says in Chazal, Yaakov knew that the Mitrum was the lowest in immorality. He was scared that his children would learn from these immoral acts. The He's he married them before they got down to Mitzrayim. The Yaakov Shimon, he says, Even the young kids, they were a year or two years old. He already set them up. They didn't get married yet, but he read, Because it says in Yavamis, to all my single boys in the room, tomorrow in guys, okay? Daf Samach Beis Ami Beis Kol Isha Any guy who's not married Shruya Below Chaima He's living without walls. You hear? Ra'akein Dog Yaakov Vinishay Lacholachav Mitzvah Isha Bichdei Shiyu Shemur Menachei He wanted to make sure that every one of his children had a woman so that they would be saved from sin. The Zemer Rosh Machinem Ishu Beisel Baal Each person came Beisel was married. <laughs> yeah you gotta have a wall you don't have no walls itself comes walking in on your life and he destroys you no how many guys are going to come back next week with a wall I'm talking I'm talking to the wall I'm talking to the wall <laughs> only by the castle <laughs> wow. Okay. Um next. There's someone someone something here that I found. Let's see where I, I marked it off. Oh, listen to this. Remember, we learned the khidah. the khidah, the famous khidah that when 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 Hashem this is also a very big this is the week of Chinuch I guess this week um, when Hashem when he came in a dream to Yaakov Avinu and he said Avram and then he said Yitzchak without and, and we looked at the chidah and the Khidah said because because Avram Avinu had such a good relationship with with Yaakov that he called him Bini. Therefore Hashem called Abram, even though he's his grandfather, his father. Remember that? It was Khidah, right? Well, this week's parasha says the same thing. Very, very interesting. before Shlishi, And the young man grew up, but the and they the Basparo, the and he was to her Laban for a child. She called, Moshe. she called him Moshe, she called him Moshe, and that's the name that stuck, right, we spoke about it last year, um, but the Pasik says something very fascinating, she took him for a son, so she called him Bani, she was like a son, listen to this, In the Medrash V'Yikra Rabba, And the Medrash Yikra Rabba, says, Hashem said to Batya Basparo, Moshe Moshe you did not give birth to Moshe. he was not your child bin but you called him your child because of that, are you ready for this? you take in somebody who's not your child and you treat them the same way as your child. you are not my daughter. God doesn't have daughters, right physically that's a different religion. Because you called Moshe Abenu your son, I'm calling you my daughter. And that's why she got the name bat Ya, the daughter of God. That's pretty crazy. That's a crazy medrash. She got the name the daughter of God because she took a child that wasn't hers and made it hers. Wow. For all the people who adopt children, that's huge. Huge. Ela, she and bini Basya He gave her that name after she became a ger because she took on a Right? She took on Hashem. She had a different name. V'Loi Batya wasn't Batya. He says it's a machloikas because Rashi in the Gemara Megillah says that she got the name Batya when she married Kala Ben Yifuna. You know she married Kol Ben Yifuna. The. the Yeshua Ben-Nun and Kalibin Yifuna were the two that didn't talk by the Meraglim. You know Kalibin Yifuna? She married him. No one knows. You didn't know that. But you married Kalibin Yifuna. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Kodesh Kbar, who called his daughter because she helped one of his children and made. of course it was Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay, that's one. I wanted to tell you something on that. Um... I wanted to tell you something on that. Oh, I want to read you. Yeah, 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 yeah. When she touched the boat, this is pleadic. The creation of a leader, the creation of Moshe Benu is not normal. Not normal. So what happened was, the, 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 the paros, the Paros um, were cursed because Paro tried to touch Sarah. so he got he got um Saras for touching her, and then every Paro down after that, they all had Saras. And all their children had Saras here. This isn't it says in Baratius Vayinaga Hashem as Paro besoy. Barathees right you want to see where it says it Barathees Yud Beis Yud Zion because he touched her he got really punished big time Yud Beis Yud Zion Yud Beis Yud Zion Yud Beis Yud Zion right here so he, he got saras because of sarai, and it seems to be the whole household, all the all the all the all the people who came out of paro also got it. So Batya, Basparo, um also had saras. She had leprosy. So she used to go to the Nile River because lepers, hot water is very bad for them. So they, she liked cold water and therefore she went to the Nile. She didn't go to the bath houses, she had to go to the Nile. So that's why she went down there. Listen to this. We'll end with this. Something amazing. See what you read at Basparah when she went down to the ark. She had terrible leprosy. She couldn't take a hot bath. So she went to the Nile. She saw a young man crying. You know that, he wasn't a young man. It says, right? He was a baby. What does it mean by, by, uh, that she saw a nar and she said, then that, that he must be a, a, a Jewish kid? That's my favorite vatayr. One of my favorite It Doesn't make sense. A nar is a young man, right? He wasn't a nar. And we don't want to say that he had a weird voice because that would be a mum. Mashabena didn't have a mum. Right? So it says like this. But a yellow. She opened up the basket, right? it was, it was uh, And she saw that it was a, a baby, a yelling, right? Then it says, and a young man was crying. Although she felt bad. But tell him her is a Jew. How'd you know it was a Jew? What are most guys answered me? How'd you know she was a Jew? Every Arab had, every, every Egyptian had a mila Since Yosef made that law. So How'd you know he was a Jew? He didn't even think of Who was the now that was crying? Aaron. Because Aaron was standing on the side with Miriam and he saw this Egyptian woman stealing, taking their, child, their brother. So he started crying for his little brother. She said, a brother? Crying for a brother. Has to be a Jew. What a vart. That's how she knew. So with a yell head. She opened the A yell head. There was some guy. Some young man crying. Must be she said. That they're Jews. Because Jews cry for each other. Other people don't. Oh, it's a night to give a vart. That's a vart Shabbos. Just say it over. It's a night to give a Okay. But anyway listen to this. So. She, she, so she went to the to the Nile River. She saw a baby crying with and she touched it. She put her hand on him. She held on to him. She became totally healed. She touched Meshabenu from his kedusha. All the leprosy left. Except, except, She said, He's a big tzadik. He healed. Just healed me, right?" But what happened was, when she, t- 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 she got better, Moshe became a Moshe became got as a little boy got tsaras. He got hurt saras. and he didn't heal. Until Hashem revealed Himself in the in this week's parasha in the bush. take your shoes off; that your feet should touch the ground of Har when his feet touched the kedushah dika ground over there, he became healed. So, how long did he have it? Eighty years. Eighty years. He carried Saras by healing her. he was three months old, right? When they put him in the river, in the in the River. when he came to talk to Paro, he was eighty years old, the year that Hashem told him in by the Sna. So we see from there that he was eighty years old. He had Saras for eighty years. Now I thought very deep into this. I thought very deep into this. I'm not sure if I'm right. But I came up with something fascinating. So what's going going on over here? The baby touched. She got better. He got worse. What's happening over here? This is exactly what happens by Paraduma. The Kayin who's Tahar becomes Tame. The Tame person becomes Taha. It seems to be extremely not fair. To be a leader of Klai you have to be willing to suffer the other person's suffering to make them better. This is, he learned a lesson at three months old, Tzadik To be, and that was his big question alive life, to be a Moshe Rabbeinu, you have to understand that sometimes your good deed is going to hurt you. It's going to hurt you. But it's going to save someone else. And you have to be able to cobble that. If that happened to him? If three, Hashem couldn't make Hashem could have her better and him stay good? to learn that lesson. Eighty years he suffered to make a woman better and, and, and he was a little baby. So I don't understand. If she got better, if I have the power, it's paraduma. If I have the power to make her better... So I surely have the power to make myself better. How can I have it now? If I if I got rid of her tzaras, so how can I have the tzaras? I am so powerful that I can get rid of your tzaras. I surely can get rid of my tzaras. No. You got rid of somebody, you're going <coughs> to suffer for 80 years. You're not going to complain. Because you helped somebody else. That is leadership. Otherwise, why did should I shouldn't do that? What's going on over here? That is paraduma. And the only thing paraduma is... That It says that the sattan and everyone's going to bother you because the good guy, who's the kayan, who he's, he's pure enough to make the tamay guy pure. How can it be that he becomes tamay? So that's the whole thing with tzadik moralli. Mosh Hashanah went that at a very, 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 very early age. And he carried it for 80 years. The only question... No, it's not a question. So what... Another thing that I just, just came to me when I was preparing this year... So one of the three Simonin, after he he after he was by the SNET, how do you know he how do you know he was cured? I'll bring you a ring of proof that he's cured, beautiful proof. How do you know he was cured? How do you know that when he stepped on the ground, right? How do you know he was cured, guys? Because one of the three signs is Hashem said, put your hand in your in your in your chest, right, in your shirt, and pull it out. And he had saras, he had saras, he had taras. Hashem said, put it back and pull it out. He didn't have Saras. If he had Saras the whole time, then he didn't have to put his hand in his shirt. He would have had Saras. Hashem said, my sign is, your hand is normal. Put it in your <laughs> shirt. He took it out. It was Saras. Hashem said, put it back. Saras was gone. If he had Saras at that point, then he, he, would, he didn't have to put his hand in his shirt. Is a raya that he got cured when he, st- when, he, when he was by the snare. He didn't have Saras. to up shot so that's, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on in this part. I just touched a little enough, a little bit. I mean, Shamosa's is like crazy. The the, 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 the Medrash Tan Khuma and the... There's so much I didn't get to. But okay, listen, this is... The point tonight is that you think you're going to bring up your kids let do whatever you want. In the end, they're going to hate you for it. They're not going to love you for it. And the, the most important thing is that you give them positive discipline. Positive discipline works. I'm telling you from my experience. It works. Empower your children. Empower... Your tell them, tell them your expectations, and then they will try to live up to it. And if they don't live up to it, that's that's the criticism. They're criticizing themselves. You can't give them false, because then you're hurting them. If I tell you you're a great ball player, and no matter what you do, you're not a great ball player, you're going to keep trying. And, you know, I, again, it, maybe if I you believe in it, it'll happen. Yes, that's true. But I don't have a right to do that to you. I'm right to do that to you, but I'm empowering you in what you're good at. That's why right. every kid that comes to talk to me, I, I ask them, are you an artist? Do you dance? Like girls, do you, do you like to dance? Do you like music? Do you like art? And I tell the parents, if she's an artist, she says, oh my daughter's a superstar artist. I'm like, does she take art lessons? Do you take her to an art class? No. I'm like, so you're shoving her into school where she's not good at, right? And you're not empowering her in what she is good at. She should be at art lessons. Or dance class. Or, I mean, of course, kosher Jewish dance class. Or, or or musician, piano, violin, whatever. Why are you not empowering her in what she's good at? Everyone has to have something that they're good at. You have to empower them. And then if they don't do it, then they're disciplining themselves. It's the best discipline in the world. I remember that Abby. when I met Abby the first time that night on Tisha And I told her, I said, you have what it takes to be a superstar. She never heard that in her life, she told me. Nobody ever said that to me. She said, I remember she said, Well, well see, even if you don't mean it, it sounds good. <laughs> I remember <laughs> say that. I was standing out the door, I'll never forget it. She goes, you know what? Even if you don't mean it, you don't believe it? Sounds good. I said, no, I believe it, I really mean it. Meet people that are superstars, they're just not there yet. And if you tell them they're going to be a superstar, they're going to be a superstar. Yeah, that's very, very important there's nothing wrong with it. And there's nothing wrong with telling someone, there's a boy in this room that that a few weeks ago asked me, um, are you giving share? I said, no. I'm not giving share tonight. I'm not giving share tonight. And he has to travel very far. He said, so do I have to come to the share? And I said, I don't know. If I'm not there, I can't tell you really to come. And he says, no, Revi, you need to tell me to come. Because if you don't tell me to come, I'm not coming. If you feel that I should not miss a Tuesday night share because that's a shirk of you need to tell me that, rather. Don't be nice. So, okay, you better be there. <laughs> yeah, so, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't tell, you tell me your expectations, then you can't later on complain to them. So empower your children and give them a lot of love, but when they do something wrong, discipline them. In the end, they'll love you for it. Look what happened to Yishmael and Esau. And Avshalom. And Adoniyahu. Look what happened to them. And, and just the opposite. They hated their parents. And they made them a lot of trouble. This is from a Medrash Tachuma. This is not Rabbi Wallstein speaking. And, and it's very, very important. It's very heavy to blame Avraham for Yishmael. And blame Yitzchak for, for Esau. It's not the total blame. But he's saying that That they didn't discipline them. And as far as the end, uh, as far as the end of this year, you know, Batya was on the opposite. Batya was empowerment. She was the only one, why did that name, he had seven names. Tuvya, he had a bunch of different names. Why did they stick? His mother gave, Yechevi gave him a name, Tuvya. Because it says Kitay, he was born with a Rasmila, he was born with a light. Why did that stick? Moshe, Moshe is an Arabic name, it's a Mitzrayim name. Why would that? Why would that stay? Because exactly about empowerment. Moshe Rabbeinu had to be empowered to be the leader of Klal The person who gave him the name, because your name is who you are, right? Put her hand out when it could not reach the basket. So she believed in the impossible. That if you do what you have to do, the impossible can happen. So she, stu- she Hashem, could have brought a wind that would have blown the basket to the shore she didn't have to become Gumby... and put her hand out... and it keeps stretching... that's a nice nifla... that's a crazy miracle... you don't see anywhere else in the Torah... that an Ava grows... to save someone's life... right... so why not Hashem just bring a wind... bring him... And she, would, she would have seen the baby... and she would have saved him... and the answer is... that... if he would have just been blown to her... she wouldn't have said that... I... pulled him out of the water... my hand pulled him out of the water... even though my hand couldn't reach... I put my hand out I did my best I could not swim I could not get out there the only thing I could do was put my hand out guess what you put your hand out you believed you could do it Hashem made it happen Moshe Beno had to have that as his shirish because Moshe Beno was going to do things for Christ that were impossible split the yams of ten maklis everything that he did was impossible so he had to have in his name that you just put your hand out there and watch what happened you let God do the rest the same thing we said about pushing the boulder. You have to push the boulder, God has to move it. What was his source? Came in a see him. That was his source. He could do anything. So that's a very important lesson to take. Who he was, and there's a lot more to talk about what happened in the desert with him, but who he was from the day from the day he got his teras, and he was already Tadig War at three months old. he was Tadik Baralloi. He accepted it till he was eighty, right? He could not talk. He accepted that. He had a learning disability. You have a kid here that can't talk, has saras as a leper, is adopted, is abandoned, is growing up in the worst place in the world. His Jewish people who he thought were his friends ratted on him and try to kill him. He comes to Yisro and saves his daughters and Yisro puts him in jail for either as a 10 years or 7 years. And then, and then, and then he goes back down to Mitzrayim to save Yisro. There's nothing impossible for this kid. He's gone through everything. He is Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu, not Rabbeinu Moshe. He's Moshe Rabbeinu. His name, his name is a teacher. Moshe Rabbeinu. His name Moshe should teach us so much that there's nothing impossible for a human being to do. Nothing. You put your mind to it. If you really believe it, you stretch your hand out. You don't keep your hand, you put your hand in your pocket it ain't going out there. It's like, Rebbe, I can't do it. It's impossible. There's nothing impossible. Batya was able to do it you're not Batya you surely could do it you're born a Jew she could do it Shabbat carried all this stuff he's our Rabbeinu he is our teacher and we have to learn from these parshas. he didn't have an easy life at all we have an easier life than he had much easier Shabbat Beno with the coming of Mashiach and the building of the base Hamigdash by the way just interesting that this week's parsha, which we're gonna read on Shavas, is Mele Chadash. And there was became a new king. And on Friday, the the the, the new president of the United States is on Friday, Parsha Schmoos. I just hope it's not Asha Yada As We should all be gezant. we should all see anyway he can't do anything for us, nobody can do anything for us, only a Kodesh I think it's a big test, I think a lot of Jewish people think, ah, he's going to become president, Israel, Jerusalem, and Hashem wants to see like, are we like, nah, I don't believe in a human being, Kodesh this president, that president makes no difference, it's you, Shabbos, Thank you for coming. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.